0: Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.
1: This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
0: Hey, Cobbles, from the land down under, this is the Cricket Badger Big Bash
2: Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes.
0: Brought to you in association
2: with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily, thanks to BlueCrocodile.co.uk. For their support of these big bash dailies. Snapping up the right mortgages for you. Give them a follow on Twitter as well. At Blue Crock Money. And we are towards the end. The death is probably the right way of putting it. The Melbourne Renegades need 73 more runs to win. 19 balls left of their innings. And they were looking pretty pretty at one stage in this chase but it just sums up their season. They are lacking in confidence, they are lacking in runs and they are capitulating at the moment against the Adelaide Strikers. The Adelaide Strikers, they made 171 for 5 in their innings and at one stage when the 4th wicket fell, they were themselves struggling a little bit in their setting of the pace in this match. Alex Carey was out on the final ball of the 11th over when it was 72 for 4 but then Ryan Gibson, 43-9 not out. Jake Weatherald made 51, led them to 171 for five. They used the power surge nicely. And the Adelaide Strikers, they lost Aaron Finch first ball, then Mackenzie Harvey 34 and Sam Harper 31. Gave them what looked like a very solid platform for chasing down these runs. It hasn't been the case though. They have fallen apart in front of our very eyes. I'm joined by our fan reps, one of them, the Melbourne Renegades fan rep, Naman Shah, and Naman, this it looks like it's going to be the seventh straight defeat for your boys, and that's not looking great, is it?
1: Not at all, James. Also, if we compare their season to the last year, nothing has been changing so far. And also, I see Finch, their star player, is not clicking at present, and also I am not liking his captaincy even today. He should have completed Imad Wasim's fourth over, but I don't know what made him go through. Uh, he for fourth over, he went for 51 runs. So, these are small things, but overall, they are failing to score even 100 runs in every match. Might be uh, their key players, uh, Nabi and Imad Wasim everyone needs to now strike together and uh, play well. But, uh, yes, uh, sadly, they are even failing to score 100 runs together in every match.
2: Another wicket falls. Richardson goes. He skies one-two deep cover. He goes for one, and the Renegades are 100 for eight. Or if you're listing in Australia, 8 for 100. But the Renegades certainly falling apart in front of our very eyes, as they have been doing for much of this Big Bash 10. And Rito, when Aaron Finch was out first ball, I mean, a lot's on his shoulders as captain. They're star batsman, really. They're Without Sean Marsh today, he was on paternity leave. So a lot was on Aaron Finch in terms of that chase. He was out first ball, kind of strangled. Down the leg side, he threw off his helmet, threw down his bat, kicked everything as he walked into the dugout. Not a happy chappy. And sometimes, I mean, knowing Aaron Finch, he's a tryer. He's a hundred percent committed to what he's doing. Sometimes you can try a little bit too hard, can't you? It's just not working for him.
0: Yes, James, That has been the case for him. He hasn't been in the runs at all this BBL. And unfortunately for him and his team, they're only staying, going to stay the, at the bottom of the table. Like he has to find another, again a way out of their, what, into their eighth game of this tournament now. Probably as the captain, he can't take a break now, but he has to find a way so that he can relax a bit and enjoy the game. It's important to enjoy it.
2: Nice shot from Fraser McKirk. Too little, too late though, I feel as he drives that one straight back down the ground off Peter Siddle for a boundary. But looking at the Renegades' batting, and the batting's been the problem, I think, really, for the Renegades. Sean Marsh, who isn't there at the moment, might miss the next game as well with the arrival of his third child. Good luck to him with that. But he's averaging 35, 247 runs for him. You can take him out of the equation in terms of any criticism. But then you look down the rest of the team, and and the big hitters for the Renegades, Aaron Finch, 132 runs at 18, a strike rate of 125, which is slow for him. There's nobody else that's really higher than... Than sort of twenty in terms of average, and the strike rates are all low. There is just no confidence in that team now, man. And I don't know where you get it from at this stage of the tournament. It must be quite a sad place to be, or a frustrating, pretty somber place to be. That renegades dressing room.
1: Very much, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the Finch has tasted the blood of RCB, and uh, he is, and they are going through it right now. And uh, what I feel right now is Nabi, Finch and Imad Wasim These are the three main players who need to take the ownership over here and set an example for the others how to proceed with the tournament but uh, yes, uh, in absence of Sean Mars, Finch is the key player over here and at least uh, one or two matches he'll have to show the class he's made up of and take them through. Mm -hmm.
2: crickets a game played with balls you've got to look after them in the field badges are furry creatures my friends at manscape.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there oh get rid of all that excess fur make sure that you're neat and tidy make sure everything's in the right order oh feeling all good now down in this set oh Manscaped.com We saw um, a good example of how the big bash boost point can work in this game because Adelaide Strikers really did put the squeeze on the Melbourne Renegades. The Melbourne Renegades at one stage needed nine off six and towards the end of the 10th over to chase down the runs to be ahead at the halfway stage. And then Danny Briggs, 10th over, he got rid of Sam Harper and then Mohamed Nabi, who had a very poor innings today. He just ate up balls and didn't really score too many runs. He ended up being bowled. Was eager for seven of 16 deliveries, and in the 10th over, a load of dot balls, and all of a sudden, the Renegades fell very much short at the 10th over mark, and the strikers took that point. But it was a, an, a nice sort of close contest, that, which gave a little bit of an extra dimension, Reto at that stage of the innings.
0: James, I thought probably Melbourne Renegades' whole campaign has been summed up by the 10th over. They needed four of six deliveries with the nine wickets in hand, one extra that bash with and still the fail to get it by three runs, Danny Briggs considered just a run and picked up, pick up the wicket of Sam Harper in that over, so that's really, they are very low on confidence, otherwise four of six, that's probably, you can do that in club cricket cricketers.
2: Well, that's cloudy thinking now, man, isn't it, from your boys, because, you know, you're just knocking that around for a single, you can maybe have the odd dot ball, but knock it around for ones, pick up the point, and obviously, with only five points on the board, any point you can get are a bonus, so, um, th- that is kind of cloudy thinking bred from lack of confidence bred from just not being positive enough
1: not at all uh, it is clearly being seen and also they are more of uh, thinking about getting those uh, three points and not thinking about the first 10 hours and how to make the target into half and then uh, approach uh, it because when things are not going right you have to approach these targets in phases so they should have thought about the first 10 overs approach it first and then seal the first point because at the business end uh, every point is going to matter a lot so they should have sealed this easily and uh, then maybe go into the second gear and chase the remaining but uh, yes they failed they are failing uh, in both ways in every department in every match so they have a lot to think about also i feel uh, Imran Tahir's withdrawal has affected them they needed one uh, Player like him will bring a different sort of energy in Renegades, but uh, yes, uh, for as of now in this season, uh, they have uh, everything to deal with. And I feel Pint is the key person who can lift them up. I'll
2: tell you what, where's Ager? Just a the delivery there, short pitched, it he was heading towards the left shoulder of Josh Layla, who just leant out of the way and just managed to get something on and get it away for a single off his gloves, I think, in the end. But that was a brute of a delivery, probably that. One delivery there it sums up the uh, the match today. Adelaide Strikers having, packing a lot more punch in this innings and the uh, Renegades not having really the answer for that. Um, next ball swung away down to deep square, but we can call this match now. That's another one to the score, but 62 required from eight balls left. You do the maths. Unless there's a whole plethora of no balls and wides, the Adelaide Strikers are going to comfortably win this game. What that's going to mean to the table, the Melbourne Renegades having played eight, will remain on five points and starting to really kind of come adrift at the bottom end there of the Big Bash ladder. Perth Per Scorchers are in seventh, having played two games less than the uh, Melbourne Renegades in a run of home games for the Scorchers and getting back into form, the Scorchers. So you'd imagine they're going to climb up the table. So the Renegades are, are being cut adrift at the bottom of the Big Bash ladder. For the Adelaide Strikers, though, it's a much more positive-looking table. They're going to have played eight games, 17 points, they'll be in fourth place, just behind the Hobart Hurricanes in the latter. BlueCrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Let's pick our bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match. man, who would you nominate as your bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's game?
1: I always uh, feel that the bowlers are underrated in the uh, T20s, uh, so I always prefer them. I will go with uh, Danny Briggs. I feel uh, he bowled at superb 10th over uh, gained uh, the a big patch. Uh, for a bash boost point for uh, the strikers and overall also uh, bowling four uh, overs and going for the 17 runs and also striking two key wickets. Uh, I feel he has been under weather in this tournament, also replaced uh, quite a few times with X-Factor and he's doing a brilliant job uh, after that. So I'll go with uh, Danny Briggs.
2: Two for 17 from his four over 11 dot balls in the 24 deliveries that he bowled today. Riso, what about you? Your BlueCrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match.
0: Well, I would like to endorse Naman's nomination as well, James. Uh It has it hasn't been a very comfortable time for Danny Briggs in this tournament so far. You, are, as Naman mentioned, that quite a few times they have used X-factor substitution against him. So. For Danny Briggs to pick up two wickets for 17 in his quota 4-0 was impressive and that should lift him up.
2: I totally agree. Really good performance from Danny Briggs. Where's Agar? I think probably in silver medal position for his three for 23 today. And on the screen in front of me, it says Adelaide Strikers win by 60 runs as Peter Siddle takes the final wicket of the Melbourne Renegades innings. It's a dismal experience being in the Renegades camp at the moment. Jason Gillespie's Adelaide Strikers, they move on with another win. The Adelaide Strikers winning today by 60 runs and the BlueCrocodile.co.uk, cricketer of today's match, Danny Briggs for his 2 for 17. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter, at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook, Blue Crocodile. Silence in the kangaroo court. Please be upstanding for Judge Badger. We have a really intriguing third test match coming up between Australia and India, and as we have two of our Indian-based fan badgers on the Cricket Badger podcast today, and obviously the Big Bash. Australian connection there. We thought we'd have a look ahead to the third test at the SCG. It's going to be the pink test in aid of uh, Glenn McGrath's charity as well. Obviously, Australia winning the first test match. India bowled out for 36 in that after having probably the better of the play apart from in that one innings, which I know is a scant reward for them. But then they bounce back really nicely to take the second test match, It leaves it beautifully poised. Going to Sydney, one apiece between these two sides. And the court Trial today is basically who is going to win this test match? Is it going to be Australia or is it going to be India taking the ascendancy into that fourth rubber of this very intriguing test match series? Unfortunately, for one of you, you're going to have to argue for Australia, and unfortunately, Rito, that is going to be you. So, we're going to let you go first. The home side, Australia, they've got plenty of firepower in their bowling, and they'll be looking to bounce back like India did. Over to you, Rito. Why will Australia? Win the test match in Sydney.
0: Well, Your Honor, I would like to present my defense in favor of Australia then. As we can see, India are in a bit of turmoil at this point of time. Their star batsman, Rohit Sherman, and four other people have probably broken the COVID, COVID protocols. They don't know about the protocols well, to eat in an outdoor restaurant or an indoor restaurant, what to follow, what not to follow. Then there is again a bit of confusion about the fourth test venue, about Brisbane, whether they will pray at Brisbane or not. Whether well, Hang on. Are these senior players or under-12 players? They are not comfortable with the arrangement being made. And then we are hearing that probably Mayank Agarwal is going to set off the of the next third test match. And uh, as we know, Umesh Yadav has has been ruled out of this test match, or test series rather. And Kehil Rahul also now, news is coming in now. Kehil Rahul has also been ruled out. So India are also in a bit of turmoil. I know the series is level at one one and all, but Australia too good at home to not make a stable statement. And Steve Smith is far too good a batsman to miss out in the third consecutive Test match.
2: That's the defence for Australia to win this one. Very nicely made by Rito there. And I know that must be painful for you, Rito, to be arguing against your um, nation. But uh, now we have Naman. Um, as Rito says, Naman, India... Uh, um, maybe struggling a little bit in terms of their personnel heading into this third test match. Why are India going to be taking the third test at Sydney?
1: Uh, I totally disagree with him. Uh, there is no chance India is struggling anywhere after the 36 all-out performance. Coming with that brilliant 100 uh, by Rahane and leading the team. and uh, It was a really good comeback. One of the best comeback by the Indians in their uh, test cricket history. And yes, uh, we were under the weather, but uh, one needs to also point out the pink ball. We had only played one test match, that two against Bangladesh, uh, in India back in India. But Australia are good in terms of pink ball. Uh, They have played around six to seven test matches, and they have won all of them, beating various countries, such as New Zealand, Pakistan, and everything. So... India is, has come back with much great performance and also Rohit Sharma coming in for Mayank Agrawal. It's only going to make their callers more up and uh, the team struggling over here and the under the radar would be only Australia. And also the Sydney, I feel this week is going to be a turning wicket which is only going to help India. Uh, if they X to be considered over here, if India won't uh, go with three bowlers, I clearly see three spinners over here, maybe... Uh, we can include Kuldeep Yadav. Looking at the turning pitches, we, we have been seeing in the years in uh, Sydney, but uh, clearly with Rohit Sharma coming in, uh, India is only going up and up. And uh, I feel uh, Steve Smith, uh, past two years since 2018, has not been that What he was in Test cricket. So the major onus players such as Labuschagne and Smith. Once uh, these players are not performing, uh, we are seeing what uh, kind of uh, batting lineup. uh they are failing to score even 200 runs, 150 runs. Uh, it's just the tail that's coming and backing later on. Uh, but I feel that they are... I had mentioned in the earlier podcast itself, yes, the bowling is good, but this is not the batting lineup we had been seeing in these years, the tailors and wars. And uh, um, this uh, Australian side is clearly beatable and India is going to do it again in the next session.
2: It's a fantastic series, this one. And on terms of the... Kangaroo court decision today. It's over to you, dear listener. That's going to appear on the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. Who's going to win the third test match? Is it Naman's India? I mean, it's Rito's India as well. But is it Rito's argument for Australia as well? It's a fantastic series and it's a crucial third test match in terms of who takes the ascendancy into that fourth test match. You decide on the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. A couple of points from that. I mean, David Warner coming back, uh, it looks like, into the Australian side. He obviously provides uh, a little bit more, especially on his home surfaces for Australia, Rito. And Rohit coming back into the Indian side. I mean, he's one of my favourite players, Rohit Sharma. But he, if he comes in and finds form quickly, which is a big if, I guess, because he's been out for a while, but um, that adds a, a big advantage to India at the top of the order. Yes, James.
0: Yeah, David Warner is obviously coming back into the team after a bit of injury break. And then the quality of batsmen that Australia was meeting, missing in the first two test matches with Steve Smith and Marnus Labushin being out of form is probably going to be filled up with David Warner's return to the, to the top of the order. And Rohit, as you mentioned, Rohit Sharma. we don't know whether he's going to play. They're under still in the investigation for breaking COVID protocol, isn't he? So we still don't know whether he's... A, uh, for sure, for sure in for the third test match. So even we two days away from that test match, and we still don't know. So that, as I said, there's a bit of turmoil in the Indian camp going on right now.
2: Now, man, to finish off with, I mean, if in, I mean going to Australia for any team is never easy because you know regardless of how strong the Australian test side is it's a tough place to go to India did well last time but that was when Australia without Smith and Warner and that's always going to be the caveat to that success isn't it but obviously without Coley in the Indian side if India and with all of the injury problems that India have had things haven't gone right for them in terms of their personnel ahead of this series is um or during this series as well if India can come away from Australia with a series victory with all of those things taken into account this would be one of the best away performances by an Indian side, wouldn't it?
1: Absolutely, uh, James. Uh, sometimes, as I mentioned, uh, we had discussed this in the last podcast as well. We saw what Pakistan did against New Zealand uh, without the presence of uh, Barbara Raz. Uh, when a star player is not there, everyone uh, put their collars up and uh, they, everyone wants to perform because uh, they know that they have, will have to give their best and they will have to fill the void uh, Left over there by uh, Kohli. And uh, this Indian team is not uh, what we had, we used to see early on. Everyone are like dying for the opportunity, and everyone are, yes, there are plenty of talent over there, not only who are the players present in Australia, but back in India also. Everyone are just uh, uprooting and uh, performing and uh, building their skills in not only one department. So everyone is just key to perform, dying to perform over there, uh, getting the who are best out of what they have right now. So, it's not... Yes, they are, they must be feeling the absence of Kohli. But uh, one has to move on. And I feel the youngsters... Uh, also, not only Kohli. Uh, we also do not have Ishan Sharma. We do not have Hardik Pandya. So, we do not have Mohamed Shami. So, they know that we'll have to do 20-30% to 30% more for each player. So, yes, uh, this team is ready, I feel. And I back Ravi Shastri as a coach uh, over here. The confidence of this team is... Uh, Hi, and uh, with this team beating, coming after this thirty-six for all out and making it one inch itself speaks volume.
2: Going to be really interesting. Have your say on who is going to win the third test match at cricket underscore badger on the Twitter feed. All that remains for me to say is just to really confirm that the Adelaide Strikers back up to fourth place now with seventeen points from their eight games. The Melbourne Renegades—it's a sorry sight for Naman and any Renegades fans out there. Eight games played on five and very much bottom of the Big Bash ladder after Adelaide Strikers winning today by 60 runs. Namant and Rito, as always, thank you very much for being on the show today.
1: Thanks a lot, James.
2: You're welcome, James. And thank you out there, everybody, for listening. The Big Bash is really hotting up now. We're seeing some quite close games, not when the Renegades are involved, but generally speaking. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see who comes out on top of the pile as we go through the rest of these group games of Big Bash 10. Thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash dailies and to make sure you tune in again tomorrow. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. I'll see you then. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash daily podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then.